2: Seven minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock as we get underway on the Bob France Authority on this Friday morning, the 28th morning of the ninth month of the year of our Lord, 2018.
3: This confirmation process has become a national disgrace. The Constitution gives the Senate an important role in the confirmation process. But you have replaced advice and consent with search and destroy. Since my nomination in July... There's been a frenzy on the left to come up with something, anything, to block my confirmation. Shortly after I was nominated, the Democratic Senate leader said he would, quote, oppose me with everything he's got. A Democratic senator on this committee publicly publicly referred to me as evil. Evil. Think about that word and said that those who supported me were, quote, complicit in evil. Another Democratic senator on this committee said, quote, Judge Kavanaugh is your worst nightmare. A former head of the Democratic National Committee said, quote, Judge Kavanaugh will threaten the lives of millions of Americans for decades to come. I understand the passions of the moment. But I would say to those senators, your words have meaning. Millions of Americans listened carefully to you, given comments like those. Is it any surprise that people have been willing to do anything to make any physical threat against my family, to send any violent email to my wife, to make any kind of allegation against me and against my friends to blow me up and take me down you sowed the wind for decades to come i fear that the whole country will reap the whirlwind if
4: you wanted an fbi investigation you could have come to us what you want to do is destroy this guy's life hold this seat open and hope you win in 2020 you've said that not me You've got nothing to apologize for. When you see Sotomayor and Kagan, tell them that Lindsey said, oh, because I voted for them. I would never do to them what you've done to this guy. This is the most unethical sham since I've been in politics. And if you really wanted to know the truth, you sure as hell wouldn't have done what you've done to this guy the behavior of
3: several of the democratic members of this committee at my hearing a few weeks ago was an embarrassment but at least it was just a good old-fashioned attempt at borking those efforts didn't work when i did at least okay enough at the hearings that it looked like i might actually get confirmed a new tactic was needed some of you were lying in wait and had it ready This first allegation was held in secret for weeks by a Democratic member of this committee and by staff. It would be needed only if you couldn't take me out on the merits. When it was needed, this allegation was unleashed and publicly deployed over Dr. Ford's wishes. And then, and then, as no doubt was expected, if not planned, Came a long series of false last minute smears designed to scare me and drive me out of the process before any hearing occurred. Crazy stuff gangs, illegitimate children, fights on boats in Rhode Island, all nonsense reported breathlessly and often uncritically by the media. This has destroyed my family. And my good name, a good name put up, built up through decades of very hard work and public service at the highest levels of the American government.
4: I cannot imagine what you and your family have gone through. Boy, y'all want power. God, I hope you never get it. I hope the American people can see through this sham that you knew about it and you held it. You had no intention of protecting Dr. Ford, none. She's as much of a victim as you are. God I hate to say it because these have been my friends but let me tell you when it comes to this you're looking for a fair process you came to the wrong town at the wrong time my friend. do you consider this a job interview? The advice and consent role is like a job you interview. consider that you've been through a job interview. I've
3: been through a process of advice and consent under the Constitution. Would you say you've been through hell?
4: I've been through uh, hell and then some. This is not a job interview. Yeah. This is hell. This this. This is going to destroy the ability of good people to come forward because of this crap. Your high school yearbook. You have interacted with professional women all your life. Not one accusation. You're supposed to be Bill Cosby when you're a junior and senior in high school. And all of a sudden you got over it. It's been my understanding that if you drug women and rape them for two years in high school, you probably don't stop.
2: That... ...was exactly what the American people needed to hear yesterday. Righteous outrage. Righteous indignation. Fury directed by personal pride. Fury and anger directed by self-defense... ...against the worst character assassination... ...perhaps in the history of... Of American politics. Certainly the worst. In the history of the. Supreme Court of the United States. Certainly the worst. Episode ever. On the floor. Of the hallowed halls. Of the United States Senate. The American people needed to hear that. From Brett Kavanaugh. The American people needed to hear that. From someone like Lindsey Graham. And when. Judge Brett Kavanaugh is confirmed hopefully as early as tomorrow at noon by the full senate and is sworn in as an associate justice of the supreme court of the united states hopefully when that happens the american people will feel pride the american people will feel confident that this is a decent honorable man and an outstanding jurist who survived the worst attack by the most evil cabal of disgusting democrat operatives in the history of government reaction coming this morning from Peter Kersenau next from congressman Jim Rooney at 9:35 from Cuyahoga County Republican Party chair Rob Frost at 10:05 and from the sage of South Central Larry Elder at 10:35 we are loaded You need to listen to all of it right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Back after this. All right, 9.20 now, the Bob France Authority continues. I told you we are loaded for bear. We have a lot of great reaction coming a little bit later on. Jim, we AC at about 9.35. We'll hear from the chairman of the uh, Republican Party of Cuyahoga County, Rob Frost, at 10.05. The sage of South Central, Larry Elder, will be at 10.35. So we are pretty much loaded up wall to wall. And the first guy to do this is uh, our good friend, Peter Kirstenow. Peter Kirstenow is a Cleveland attorney. He's a member of the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights. And as of last night, he is also a member of the Republican Party of Cuyahoga County. James Garfield Hall of Fame Pete good morning sir
5: Good morning bob and i want to thank you for your generous introduction of me yesterday i heard from so many people at that event how they depend on your program to guide them through the day they the first thing they do is listen in to the bob france authority first thing in the morning and uh... among other things not only does it educate them but it kind of calms them down to put things in perspective that they aren't the only ones out here in this lunatic land who believe as we do that among other things the Democrats overreached. I think finally uh, they went a bridge too far, and it's going to be a real problem for them, I believe, in the uh, upcoming elections.
2: Um, Pete, yes. uh, Pete, uh, to to the point about uh, you know how far they reached and whether or not it was effective. There's going to be a vote at about ten thirty, so a little over an hour from now, to get this out of the uh, the Judici- judiciary committee. But uh, it's my understanding, and please correct me if I'm wrong. Even if they don't have the votes to get it out of the judiciary committee, it would still go the uh, the the uh, majority leader, um, Harry Re- or Harry Reid. Excuse me, Mitch McConnell could call. Um, for a full vote, even if it does not come out of the committee. Is that accurate?
5: That's, that's, that's exactly right. But my understanding is, and I have no inside information on this. I haven't talked to anybody on the Hill, but it's my mm-hmm. understanding that they believe they've got the votes. It's gonna, in fact, the vote's supposed to be uh, begun in about 10 minutes. So we'll know pretty quickly that's going to be doing at,
2: at, Oh, they're 20 doing 20. it at 9.30. I apologize. My, I thought it was
5: 10.30. My understanding was 9.30. Maybe you're okay. right about that, but it's going to be very early. And... Um, Bob Corker says
2: he's a yay, uh, Pete. But is right. he, in, you know, and and that's important, obviously, because he and Jeff Flake are kind of like of like minds on a lot of things. Uh, and Jeff Flake is a swing voter in this, as well as Murkowski and Collins. Can you read anything into Corker's yes? Do you think that would indicate that the others are as well?
5: Yeah, I, I don't know that that indicates the others will, although it tells you what the direction this is going in. But what I have heard, and I heard this from somebody um, on the Hill, I have heard this part on somebody on the Hill, there's a fairly strong belief that they've got all the Republicans in the fold. Now, again, this is all speculation, mm-hmm. but they've been counting heads. They do this, as you know, very, very rigorously, but apparently staff of all the... Swing Republicans. The one who's still a little bit unsure is, of course, the appropriately named Jeff Flake. But I think the Lindsey Graham moment was one that almost all Republicans uh, who are watching the proceedings really felt in their bones, he simply articulated, and that is that if you as a Republican sat through this travesty over the last several weeks, but especially yesterday, and still have the temerity to vote no on this, you are legitimizing and ratifying this despicable behavior, and on top of that, you have no chance of ever having any kind of of voice in the Republican Party, let alone a position in the Republican Party. But more important than that, it's shameful as an American, somebody who's an adult with eyes and ears to listen to this, to sit through this and see the transparent, naked partisanship and still vote against this man, you're disqualified from public discourse uh, regardless of what poly, uh, party you're in. So I think it was a warning shot that all of us felt. He articulated it and said, look, any Republican who votes no on this vote, forget it. You're done. And I, uh, yesterday, you and I were talking to individuals. I know I talked to a lot of people who felt that Lindsey Graham encapsulated. They they can't even conceive of a Republican who would vote no on this confirmation who has any life in the party thereafter. And and I've also heard and this is this was not from anybody on the Hill. This was simply based on news reports that I've seen. But apparently, Manchin uh, or his staff has indicated that he's a likely yes vote. And they've also been talking to. <clears throat> Excuse me, um, Donnelly of Indiana is Mm. a possibility in Hyde Camp also. I don't know about Claire McCaskill. She came out days ago to say she's voting against him. Um, And Tester, I have no idea where he is. So right now, it looks like confirmation. And, you know, who knows what will happen, but the atmospherics of yesterday indicate to me that Kavanaugh gets confirmed.
2: Um. Pete, how important is it that we have this tomorrow? The the original reports that we had this morning was they were targeting Tuesday for the full Senate vote. Then about an hour or so ago, maybe an hour and twenty minutes or so ago, uh, Tom Cotton, Senator Tom Cotton, responded to a Free Beacon article that was tweeted that says "Call the roll on Kavanaugh." That's the headline, and Tom Cotton retweeted that with the um, uh, with uh, the phrase. And now I can't find it, but I'll just paraphrase it. He said absolutely done deal, Saturday, high noon, Senate floor. So he's indicating it's going to be the vote tomorrow. I feel like that's crucial, because if we give them three more days of delay, they will dredge the bottom of the swamp for more Avenatti-style accusers who are all going to demand their hearing and all have their say, and so on and so forth, and we push this further.
5: You're you're precisely right. I don't see any reason why it should be delayed. The original, that is, as of yesterday, procedure was going to be discharged out of committee today in about five minutes then they'll go to the procedural vote to uh, cut off debate tomorrow there'll be another procedural vote presumably on monday and you know all these procedural votes and then tuesday was supposed to be the confirmation that was the original timetable there's no good reason to extend this and especially after the travesty we've witnessed over the last several weeks the longer you let this go it, the precise uh, uh, scenario that you described is going to occur. These Democrats, they're undeterred. They have no shame whatsoever. And they're going to throw more people out. You know, we're going to find out that he is a space alien. We're going to find out. It, it, it is ridiculous what is going on right now. Republicans shouldn't countenance it. And I have to tell you, though, um, for the first time in a long time, I'm somewhat impressed at the spine Republicans have shown um, in not tolerating the kind of abuse the Democrats and the media, but again, I repeat myself, have visited upon the procedure and upon this man. It's, it looks as if... Republicans are taking a cue from the president who's not rolling over the way Republicans had done for the last several decades. So that's somewhat bracing. I hope it continues for a while and it's up to us as citizens to make sure they continue to maintain steel in their spine. So I hardly ever do this, but call your senator, call any senators, call those who are on the bubble and tell them, vote now, vote Kavanaugh.
2: Pete, um, Senator Cornyn said yesterday during his five minutes um, that this is the worst uh, that he has seen, the worst example of, of, of assassination of someone without evidence that he has seen since McCarthyism. Uh, you're a little bit older than I am. You know a little bit more about that. You, do, do you agree with that analogy?
5: I do. I do, yeah. And I'm uh, somewhat of a student of that episode. Uh, it intrigued me. I studied it intensely in college and go back to it on a regular basis. Um, it is, I would say, that it might be worse than that from the standpoint of the proliferation of the media. The In McCarthy, during the McCarthy area, a number of reputations were savaged by McCarthy and his staff. In this case, but, but it wasn't done in the kind of uh, media environment we have right now where a Kavanaugh is known by every single person in the United States. And the type of innuendo and scurrilous stories that have been out there about him were, or, I mean, they were circulated to everybody. Everyone's aware of them. And it's been compounded and multiplied by social media. This, this is a travesty. And Democrats have been complicit in this. They were shameless in the manner in which they constructed this narrative in holding on to this, um allegation from Ford and then discharging it at the last moment, just before a vote was going to be held. This is uh, despicable. And as I said last night in my remarks, I was a registered Democrat because of where I live. I really wouldn't have any options in terms of primary vote. I was a registered Democrat until October 11th of 1991 during the Clarence Thomas hearings where I said I could no longer abide a D after my name, even though I was a lifelong conservative. I think a similar dynamics at play right now, and I think that's what, to a large extent, is motivating all these Republicans, and even a few Democrats, to do the right thing and vote in favor of, K- of Kavanaugh, because I think that there are a lot of people who say, I cannot abide having a D after my name after watching this despicable display, an attempt to destroy the life of a, a fine, fine man, but more maybe more importantly, an attempt to to destroy our system of governance, what they are doing only happens in totalitarian countries. And I don't want to wax indignant about that, there's not enough time to do that. But I do think that all those things together will produce a vote in favor of Kavanaugh and may give Republicans some momentum uh, in November. We cannot allow this to stand.
2: Pete, even if the, he does get the votes, even if he is seated, the first, very first thing, I'm looking at it right now on Axios, um, high-level Democratic operatives, that's right. They're already talking about impeachment as soon as he is seated, especially as a 2020 campaign issue. How do you feel about that?
5: Go for it. I say go for it, Democrats. Dig yourself. You know, first rule of holes, stop digging. Keep <laughs> digging, Democrats, please. I, I have never seen the Republican base as fired up for good reason as is happening right now. For the last couple of years, we've heard how energized the Democrats have been. They have now provided energy to the Republicans. But, I, you know, it's less important about which party prevails here than which system of governance prevails. Is it going to be the American values that have been promulgated by our founding fathers? Or is this going to be something more akin to what happens in Venezuela or East Germany, frankly? We cannot allow this dynamic to prevail, and more importantly, truth and facts need to prevail. We can't have evidence-free accusations dominate our proceedings. This, this is not what America is about. This is dangerous, I am not exaggerating, and we must fight this tooth and nail.
2: Peter Kersenau, a member of the uh, United States Commission on Civil Rights and a member of the Republican Party of Calgary County Hall of Fame as of last night's induction. Always phenomenal analysis, Pete. I wish we had more time, but we will next week. Thank you so much.
5: Thanks, Bob. 22 days to the World
2: Series. <laughs> he got it in under the wire. Well done, sir. All right, that's Peter Kersenow. Coming up, news time, then Congressman Jim Renacci on AM 1420, The Answer. 936 Not About France, Authority continues on AM 1420, The Answer.
4: If you wanted an FBI investigation, you could have come to us. What you want to do is destroy this guy's life, hold this seat open, and hope you win in 2020. You've said that, not me. You've got nothing to apologize for. When you see Sotomayor and Kagan, tell them that Lindsey said, oh, because I voted for them. I would never do to them what you've done to this guy. This is the most unethical sham since I've been in politics. And if you really wanted to know the truth, you sure as hell wouldn't have done what you've done to this guy.
2: Senator Lindsey Graham yesterday speaking with passion and with fury at Senate Democrats who had uh, put this dog and pony show on, just just destroying, trying to destroy a man's life, his name, his reputation, and his career. Uh, Congressman Jim Arnasi joins us now with reaction on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, Congressman. How are you?
6: Good, Bob. How are you today?
2: I'm good. Before I ask your reaction to that, um, I'll ask you to include this. Breaking news literally just came across my screen. Uh, Senator Jeff Flake, who of course has been a very, you know, prominent swing voter and a very strong vocal opponent of President Trump, uh, and one would presume President Trump's nominee has announced he will vote to confirm uh brett kavanaugh so this is a huge huge moment corker and flake have both said they will vote to confirm Uh, there are two others that they really need to worry about in murkowski and collins but this could be a good sign go ahead sir
6: well exactly i saw that about 20 minutes ago as well and that's just a sign that uh, it will get through the committee today which is positive uh it'll move on to the uh uh, full vote for the Senate, and you're exactly right, uh, Collins Murkowski will be the votes that'll be important. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, again, it's a shame. Uh, I watched uh, in between votes and what we were doing here in Washington. I was able to watch much of the testimony, uh, and uh, look, it's sad that the Senate has dropped to that low of a standard. I've said this time and time again. We now have a Democratic uh, witch hunt in many cases where they set a standard of conduct only for Republican nominees, only for people that they want to bring down. They seem to forget that that standard of conduct has been broken by people like Keith Ellison, who's, uh, as we know, the deputy chair of the Democratic National Committee. Um, I will give uh, Senator or t- Congressman Tim Ryan a little credit. He also set that standard of conduct for another guy, uh, South, Cal- South Carolina Democrat Archie Parnell, who's running... And as a Democrat in a congressional seat, he uh, asked him to step down when 40 years' worth of views shown up on his. Uh, but the problem is no one seems to want to take a look at Sherrod Brown, who also doesn't have a, uh, an allegation. He has actually affidavits from the sex wire. So uh, standard of conduct seems to be the new issue here, and Democrats seem to want to use it to do everything. They still haven't accepted that uh, Donald Trump is the president of the United States.
2: Yeah, that is exactly what this is about, and that is what more than one senator brought up yesterday, and Senator Graham, uh, talked about it as well, and, uh, you know, that this is a, this is a, you know, Brett, Brett Kavanaugh committed a crime. We all have to acknowledge that. His crime according to Democrats, is being associated with Donald Trump. Donald Trump asked him to step up and serve, and he said yes, that automatically makes him guilty. Guilty of associating with a man that they cannot stand, and a man that they cannot believe won the election two years ago. So striking out at him is a way of striking back and out at Donald Trump. And that's something that you face as well, uh, because you have been a long time, one of the earliest Donald Trump supporters, and and how did it feel for you to get his full and unconditional endorsement by way of uh, one of his very popular tweets of endorsements of candidates earlier this week.
6: Well, again, I, I'm always uh, happy to get his endorsement. I believe his policies are changing our country in the right direction. We need to continue uh, to move that ball forward. One of the reasons I am uh, why I'm in this Senate race against Sherrod Brown. Sherrod Brown would love to go back to the days of Barack Obama and uh, Hillary Clinton. He, Everybody has to remember, he was a staunch supporter and ally of Hillary Clinton, and uh, we need to make sure people remember that and some of the things he said about this president so uh, i'm going to continue to do what i'm doing which is uh, working to remove one uh, individual from the senate that shouldn't be there and uh, that's uh, i'm hoping your listeners continue to help because it's going to be about turnout in november
2: there's no question and you know what that's that's something to tie to these two things now as we look at the november elections and and what happened yesterday i just had peter kerson on uh, congressman renacy and i i totally agree with him i have not seen the conservative movement in this country and the Republican base in general as angry, as energized, as motivated as I see them right now. What Feinstein tried to pull here and and what Hirono and what uh, Booker and Harris and all of the rest of them tried to do in the other chamber of the Congress in which you sit. What they tried to do here is so despicable, so underhanded, so reprehensible that 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 even fence-sitters are just furious now and they want to go out and vote for Republicans because they can't be allowed to win. You can't be allowed to play the games they've played and the dirty, disgusting politics that they are practicing right now and be allowed to have it pay off. And I think the, the that people are more motivated now than ever, and that's exactly what we need to get Sherrod Brown out of Washington, D.C. and to get you into that Senate.
6: Well, absolutely. And again, I think uh, people need to take a look at what's going on. I only wish Sherrod Brown was on that uh, committee as well because he would have had to play the game because they all play together in the same sandbox when they have to. Um, he was able to sit outside. He'd love, he's going to vote no uh, to Kavanaugh. He's already come out and said it. But uh, look, when they get in this gamesmanship mode, which was so terrible, so terrible yesterday, it was heartwarming. Look, I do believe. Dr. Ford, something happened to her in her life. She was, she had a credible testimony, but clearly it wasn't by Judge Kavanaugh, because Judge Kavanaugh has enough evidence to show that uh, he wasn't there. He has people coming out saying he wasn't there. So uh, it's, it's amazing uh, what both of those individuals was put through yesterday because of the Democrats.
2: Congressman Jim Renese joining us. So while all of this is going on in the Senate and everybody's paying attention over there and everybody's looking ahead to November in the midterm elections, you still have a job to do on the House side. And one of those things is voting on this continuing resolution of the omnibus bill that I hated, that everybody hated. And, in fact, it just made me want to denounce my, my, my membership in the Republican Party because the GOP continues to not do what they said they would do. They continue to fund Planned Parenthood. They continue to not fund the, the border wall, which is what... uh we were all promised that we would have happened. So uh, there was a vote uh, uh, this week to, um, uh, to continue that, that omnibus spending bill. And uh, I know you had to vote on it as well, and I'm happy to learn that you voted against it. Tell us why.
6: Well, look, uh, it still shocks me we voted on something that needs to be renegotiated again in December. This is so ridiculous. I, I've said this for the last seven years. It's one of the reasons that my frustrations have built up in the House. And then what do they do? They throw in military. So they say, well, you won't vote against the military. Well, guess what? It wasn't voting against the military because I've already supported the military increases in past bills. Uh, so in the end, uh, look, I can't live with myself if we're going to continue just go along to get along, which is what happened this week. I looked around and saw all these Democrats voting for it, and I said, well, that's a sign right there. Uh, but go along, get along, let's get happy, let's go home, and let's enjoy the next month where everybody prepares for re The problem is there's a small group of people that have to fight to be reelected and everybody else goes home and vacations. And uh, I hate to say it that way, but that's what's frustrating for me. We could have stayed until the end of this month and renegotiated and negotiated a bill that was much better than this. We weren't shutting the government down this week. We still had more time. I'm in a very tough election with Sherrod Brown, but I would stay here until the end of this month to make sure we got the right bill. But in the end, Let's pass it so we can all go home. And that's
2: what's going to happen today. Everybody's heading home. Congressman Jim uh, Renese joining us. So um do you, do you believe, and I know I'm going back to the other chamber here, but uh, this is just where we are right now. It's the biggest story in this country. Do you agree that this is a pivotal moment for the country? And I don't want to overstate and, and be a prisoner of the moment, Congressman, but honestly, the Supreme Court appointment obviously is a lifetime appointment. And because of what has been done to the process now, I mean, you know, yesterday, uh, um Judge Kavanaugh talked about borking. This was an attempt at borking. I feel like borking is going to be an outdated verb. It's going to be changed to kavanaugh Any time we have a nominee in the future, this is the new standard. If this is the new standard, this is really a, a pivotal moment in our country because the Constitution is in jeopardy. The Constitution requires advice and consent from the Senate before a nominee can be confirmed. But it's supposed to be about his qualifications, not about all of this sleaze and all of these this smearing and so on and so forth. I, I Am I overstating it to say that this is a pivotal moment for the future of the country and, quite frankly, our understanding and application of the Constitution?
6: Well, Bob, you and I think it is, but the problem in politics, uh, I must admit, after being involved in this last seven years, is, is the political life of any story lasts no more than 30 days. And I hate to say it, probably between now and November 6th, there will be another story break that will change the whole election process, and, and it'll be another story that will We'll forget about this one and move on, but we shouldn't forget about this. We shouldn't forget that the president, uh, President Trump was elected, uh, in November 2016 for reasons. We shouldn't uh, forget about these things, but the sad thing in politics is we do. And, uh, and that's the sad moment that I've learned after the last seven years that, uh, it's best that uh, you have to always prepare for the next election from the standpoint of the next story, because the next story will break. And believe me, you and I will be talking over the next few weeks. I'll bet you there's another story between now and November that overshadows this because that's the process that is truly broken in our country.
2: Congressman Jim Renese, thank you so much for coming on. It's really important uh, to talk about everything that we are doing in the House right now and even more important to talk about uh, changing um, uh, that blue seat that is held by uh, Sherrod Brown into a red one held by Jim Renese. Congressman, thank you much.
6: Thank you, Bobby. Have a great
2: day. You do the same. Have a great weekend. And hopefully, it will be a great weekend. We get Congressman, or excuse me, we get Judge Kavanaugh uh, voted out of committee this morning. And uh, has that happened yet? No, it has not yet happened. I'm trying to monitor my screen at the same time that we do this program. But the committee vote is scheduled to happen here, well, 17 minutes ago. Apparently, it has not yet begun. Uh, But uh, we'll keep you posted on that. And then, according to Tom Cotton, as I noted before, Senator Cotton. Uh, said that uh, high noon tomorrow, Senate floor, there will be the full committee vote. I hope that is the case. He's obviously not the uh, majority leader. That would ha- be Mitch McConnell's call, but uh, Senator Cotton said that is happening, so I'm trusting that he knows what he's talking about. All right, 947, we'll get a quick time out here. I want to come back, and I've got a segment now for your phone calls before Rob Frost joins us at 10.05. Dial 216 with your reaction to what happened yesterday right here on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, it's 9:52, uh, and as I monitor <clears throat> what's going on in D.C. in the United States Senate, um, breaking news is that the committee has voted to vote on the Kavanaugh nomination at 1:30. At 1:30 today, the committee will vote. So it's been postponed by four hours. I'm looking that looking at that in real time. Um, And also several Democrat committee members walked out on this committee hearing, uh, which is par for the course. This is typical of the demon crat party. They want nothing to do with justice. They want nothing to do with the rule of law. They want nothing to do with the rules of the Senate. They want nothing to do with the rules of the committee. They want to play their stompy foot, temper tantrum, toddler style games um, as only they can do. It's just like what was brought up yesterday by several senators when it comes to their constant cry for an FBI investigation. The Senate Judiciary Committee has its own investigators who are approved by a by the bipartisan committee. And these investigators do the exact same job that FBI investigators do. They follow leads, they track down witnesses, they get statements, and then they report back to the committee. Here's what we found. The Democrats wanted nothing to do with it. They listened in. They did not ask questions. They did not participate in the process. Because if they had asked questions of the witnesses, then it could be literally legitimately stated that a bipartisan investigation was done and this was what was found. And what was found is absolutely nothing to corroborate the bullcrap story being told by Christine Blasey Ford and by the Democrats on that Senate committee. So they s- s- sat, sat out of the process, they stood by the, on the sidelines and just watched the questions and answers come from the Senators uh, and the majority and then they're claiming no investigation was done. They're lying. They walked away from the process in order to sabotage it. Now today, they're walking out of this committee hearing in order to sabotage the vote. And apparently, uh, Chuck Grassley, the committee chairman, has agreed to push this thing back to one thirty today. That's where we are. The full vote, according to Tom Cotton, Senator Cotton, is supposed to happen tomorrow at noon. High noon, as he put it on Twitter, on the Senate floor. So that's the update. You know, Senator Kavanaugh, or excuse me, Brett Kavanaugh, Judge Kavanaugh, said yesterday in his statement, he referenced... The fact that several Democrats have referred to him as soon as his name was announced as evil. And I'll tell you one thing, there was evil in that room yesterday. There was evil, but it was not found in the person of Brett Kavanaugh. Evil lives in the hearts and minds and yes, in the souls of every one of those demon rat committee members. From Feinstein to Booker to Harris to Hirono to, to all of them to a Blumenthal, evil lives in their hearts because only evil can lead to the type of, of character assassination, slander, and defamation that was carried out yesterday and continues to be carried out against an innocent man whose only crime is to have been associated with President Donald Trump. And that's criminal in the minds of the demon rats. That's right. Democrats shall now be referred to as demon rats as long as they act demonic. Khalid in Cleveland. You're on AM 1420, the answer. Uh, Go ahead.
7: uh, Bob, I am yesterday. You know, I've always been cold and lukewarm on Lindsey Graham. But yesterday, I needed a cigarette after he got through speaking. He was speaking for me. He was speaking for you. Uh, The rage to speak that he spoke with and the passion that he spoke with was so appropriate. And that's all I needed to hear. And you should see the silence in the room. You, if, you, if you feel it, people were really listening to what he was saying. And the Democrats probably right now are racing to Brett Kavanaugh's middle school to find out if they can dig up any dirt on him there. I mean, this was pathetic. And the fact that we're here lets you know how utterly desperate these people are the Merrick Garland situation. You can argue was political, and it certainly was political. But it was it, it was clearly within the rules because the Senate and the House have the ability to set their own rules. Now, it was it political, absolutely, but it was it was within the realm of politics. This was clearly out of bounds. This was not within the rules of politics. This was disgusting. This was sleazy, and they deserve everything that they're getting right now. So, when this vote goes through. I am going to celebrate only because they, their low-life tactics, uh, which are certainly unprecedented, will be on full display. And I think people need to reflect on this issue right now to determine going forward how they want to conduct these hearings. And I think this is a turning point, like you said earlier.
2: Kaleida, I could not agree more, and um, I would only follow up on that by uh, agreeing with Peter Kirstenow, um, if you heard him. Um, Because of everything that you just said and because it is a turning point, we need to call senators, not just our senator. Don't just call Portman and Brown. Brown is a lost cause. He's already a no. He was like the rest of them. He was a no before the name was filled in on the placard that said, Stop Judge Blank for SCOTUS. So he was a no because he is, well, a demon rat. Uh, but it's not just Portman. Call Senators in the swing, you know, the swing uh, swing vote Senators. Call Flake's office. Call Corker's office. They've already said they're going to vote yes, but uh, it cannot hurt to make sure that they know they are supported by the constituents in the United States, not just theirs and their states. Call Murkowski. Call Joe Manchin. Call any Democrat that might be reasonable in a red state uh, in, into this, into uh, into doing the right thing here. I really think it is that important, Khalid.
7: Yeah, yeah. And last point, I would just say that that, that this woman and, and, and God bless her, this would have been thrown out of any police station had she gone in with these kind of allegations against anyone. No location, no date, no witnesses, no corroboration. She would have been.
2: You, you know who else said out. that? You know who else said what you just said? Rachel no. Mitchell. Rachel Mitchell, the prosecutor, the sex crimes prosecutor that the Republicans hired to question, uh, Christine Blasey Ford yesterday. And by the way, she no, did a horrible, horrible, horrible job. She elicited yeah. nothing, nothing. She, she did not, she did not try to pin, uh, Ford down on her memory failures and her errors in recollection and her contradictory statements and so on and so forth. She was terrible, but she, she did was, pay off in scared. one way. Who was, uh, Mitchell? Yes. Yes, I agree. I, I agree because she just did not know how to handle this. But the one benefit that she does have, because she was a part of that yesterday and she heard firsthand the questions and answers uh, from from the entire thing. She met with the 47 um, senators uh, yesterday and told them all she would never bring this anywhere near a courtroom. Quote, she told yeah. them she would not charge a, this Supreme Court nominee and said she wouldn't even seek a search warrant based on the total and complete lack of corroborated evidence that was presented there. So that, that says something when a sex crimes prosecutor said there's absolutely nothing here to prosecute.
7: Well, well they expect us to suspend our common sense to know that FBI uh, missed all of this over 20 years. And now the same bureau... You want them to investigate? Well, apparently very right. competent. If they didn't come up with this twenty years ago,
2: that's this right. And nonsense. in six FBI investigations that he has undergone, FBI investigation and background checks, they missed the part about him being a gang rapist for a couple of years yeah. in the in the nineties, nineteen eighties. So they they want that investigation to happen. Khalid, I got to run. Thank you, my friend. It's ten one news time now. Rob Frost on uh, from the Republican Party, Cuyahoga County, next analyze on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Stop!